You're listening to The Lively Show, episode 316. Welcome to The Lively Show. I'm your host, Jess Lively, and this podcast is designed to uplift, inspire, and add a little extra presence to your everyday. Welcome to the show, my friends. Thank you so much for listening. Today's episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. FreshBooks is bookkeeping software for business owners and creatives that is so simple and easy to use. It's truly one of my favorite pieces of my online business. It makes doing the bookkeeping, doing the invoicing, and tracking the expenses actually enjoyable to log into, which truly is a feat in and of itself because I don't love using almost any other platform that our business needs to use as much as this one. It really makes it as easy as my other favorite thing, which is Instagram. So if you want to feel like your bookkeeping feels as easy as Instagram, please go try it for free for 30 days to see if you like it as much as I do. You can do so by going over to freshbooks.com lively and then entering the lively show and the how did you hear about us section. Like I said, give it a shot if you haven't already. Yeah, nothing to lose. You get a month to try it and see if you like it as much as I do. Now let's move on, guys. Today we are talking with The Collective. The Collective, if you're new to the show, you might be wondering, what is this? But you start listening a little further in. Okay, so The Collective is a group of non-physical teachers that is channeled through Annie Francoeur. Annie and I have become friends over this last half of the year, and it has been such an amazing experience. We have three other episodes with The Collective that you can listen to here on The Lively Show as well. In this episode, we're going into free choice, into alchemy. This is something that they wanted to talk about with us. So that's what we're going into today. Let's go to the show. Oh, we have arrived. You have. That is getting quicker and quicker. Indeed, the channel is getting really clear and also looking forward to this moment. And Annie has some expectations and some fears, but it's more going on the side of trust and allowing and joy in, in the lovely anticipation of the moment instead of being in a space where there is doubt and obscurity. So we are tremendously happy, if we can say. Oh, I love that. And I can relate to Annie. I know she'll listen to this later. What she's feeling because of the Jess character learning to channel the way that I am for the show (laughs) and seeing my mind worry. And is it going to be the same as before? Is it going to be as good as it was? Am I able to let it through? So I can probably relate to maybe some of her human mental concerns. On this, there is something that we would like to insert right away. Never expect these moments to be a reminder of the previous one. Never expect these moments of presence to be similar to what they were. Presence is always a new. Presence is always something that is created right now. And uh, it will never, never be the same. It will have the same flavor or it will have the same fragrance of freedom and of space and of allowing but it can manifest in your life this connection, this reconnection to your true self. It can manifest always in a different form. And so we want to let you know, let go of any expectations of feeling the same, let's say champagne, it might be fireworks this time. It might be a rainbow. It might be always different from time to time. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Now, Annie's told me a a sneak peek of what you want to talk about. 
And I have a topic I'd like to speak with you about as well. Would you like to start with alchemy or free will and choice? Maybe they're connected to what you want to talk about, but where would you prefer to begin? We will invite you to go on with your questions so you can free your mind, and then we will enter with our topic of the day, if we can say, if it fits what is in the energy of the group right now. Okay. All right. So what the human of Jess has started to really see more clearly than ever before, and this might sound like, yeah, Jess, duh, (laughs) to the humans listening, but I'm really starting to ponder and grasp this whole concept of free will and choice that the human seems to have or the awareness seems to have through the human that people get to choose whether, because I work with clients all day, getting them into their inner voice, and they hear all these things that their mind may not believe is true. And then the voice is never telling them they have to do something. It's always encouraging the human to live with less fear and the mind and to play and have fun and do what feels good, but it's never forcing the human out of a situation they may be in. And so I've noticed that I've made many choices in my life, for example, like we talked about on the relationship show, where the choices I make are always in the highest joy and alignment, for example, in career. And if it's not in the highest joy and alignment, I don't choose to stick around. But other situations like previous relationships, not like my ex-long-term relationships, but like shorter dating scenarios even, sometimes would choose to stay in things that didn't feel good because I was just used to them not feeling good. And I was realizing how much this whole thing about choice with time keeps us where we, the humans, feel stuck. But we never really are. We just keep choosing over and over again similar vibrations, whether they're high or low. (laughs) You know, free will and choice is also applied to being stuck (laughs) that's the fun thing for us so many humans choosing of course it's by default it's because of a belief but they are indeed choosing stuckness and they are choosing to stay there why because they don't see over the sandbox they are in they don't see the vastness of the possibilities they are used to having a limited horizon And this limited horizon came with the beliefs that are supporting the society in which you are living for now. So choice, free will, is always part of the experience since the very first, let's say, human form uh, that had a mind and was able to function and decide until now and with the next versions of humanity, free will, choice will always be there because it is the appanage, it is the the possession, it is the favorite tool of the creator, it is the essence of the creator. You have to choose in order to go forth. You can choose nothing, but it's still a choice. We want you to really understand this. If you are stuck, don't think it's because of the neighbor, of your mom, of your boss, of your lover. If you're stuck, it's because of you, because something is preventing you to believe you can go forth and free yourself. So obviously no one will wake up in the morning and say, okay, today I'm choosing to be stuck. We don't do this voluntarily, or at least we do hope 
nobody does that. But people will hang on to the beliefs and the limitations that make them see they have no choice because somehow it is what they're used to. It is what feels comfortable because it is the known. It is what has composed your days for the past year or the past decade or whole of your life. So we invite you now to just pretend, just imagine there is absolutely no danger of changing in that. But if you want to switch from imagination to creation, there is only a yes to say here and it will work. So imagine that where you feel stuck in that situation, that relationship or that job, you feel yourself, feel the little box you are in, feel its limits. Just feel that right now, where you are. Feel, what is your horizon? How short is it? How short-sighted it feels also how choking this can be. Feel that. And then we want you to imagine that suddenly you have no more fears. You have no fear of, let's say, not having the health to support you in whatever you want to do. You have no more fears of lacking money, the energy to move on. Let's say, pretend, imagine that you have no more fears and feel the walls of that box just falling down, opening, getting further away from you, giving you space. And now just look, just feel and perceive what is on the other side of that box. What is there that you couldn't see because the box was just closed on you? And then you have the choice, I can step out of my box and try. And if you want, you can come back in your box, but it will not feel the same. Your box will feel smaller. You'll feel more choking because you will have dared to take that step and go out of the box, go out of the limitations and come back and test and see, do I want to be in that space or in this beautiful space? And if you do that in your imagination, it will open new perspectives for you. And then you can choose, do I really, truly want to do that in my reality? And if you just say yes, the alchemy of choice will play for you. And then it's really about, as I, in the human form, play with this and look at this in the life and the choice that exists it has to do with trust, and that's what comes up so much with the inner voice work. When the humans hearing what they're saying from the inner voice level, it's I say, well, how do they know it's going to be okay? And the only thing they can ever get left with is the word trust or allowing. And there just has to be a lack of fear or a bravery or courage within the fear, either way, to step into the unknown outside that box. We would not say a lack of fear. We would say fall in love with the fear that is showing you your limitations. Allow the fear to come home because it is human born. It's not something from the divine. It's not something that comes from consciousness. Fear is totally a human creation. Allow it to come home into you. Do not push fear away. It will come back. Just allow that fear to come home. See. Be seen. I see you fear. And if you want, if you wish, integrate that fear 
knowing that it will dissolve inside of the creator that you are. And from that space, you can choose differently. And trust, trust is something that is, for most humans for now, sadly, is um, conditional. Trust is not truly what we see as trust or what we comprehend when we say trust. Trust for the humans now is like love, it's conditional. If you give me this, or if you act like this, I will love you. If you do this, I will trust you. If you do that, I stop trusting you. That's why trust is difficult for you, even when you open to this path, this path of realization, this path of coming back to your true self, because you rely on the small trust, on the lower version of trust that is well known to humans because it is created from the mind. We are asking you to stop using that trust, to put that in the garbage, to recycle, to do whatever you want with that trust, but stop using it. It's of no use to you. We are asking you to dare to try to invite real trust, divine trust, the trust that comes with consciousness. Invite this one in your life. Feel it. Feel the difference. This trust is unwaverable. It will not change. It will not fade away. It will not diminish. And that is what makes you accepting that you don't know everything, that you don't know what comes tomorrow, but you are willing to play, that you decide to surrender to the flow of life that will bring you the gifts. That type of trust will allow you to stay in the present. If you work your life, if you create from the small trust that you're used to use, this is the type of trust that makes you fear tomorrow. So you're always stepping out of the present moment to go check in the future. What, what, what might happen here? What are the potentials of destruction of you know, everything that could turn bad because you're not trusting. So you're not in the present moment. And when you're not in the present moment, you cannot grab, receive, allow the gifts that life has for you. You cannot even be aware that life has these gifts for you. And life is an unending, unstoppable flow of gifts for you but you have to be present. Yes, that's what I'm noticing is I think about friends and people I know in my own life as well. There are certain areas where people do have a large amount, maybe not complete, but a very large amount of the real trust you're speaking on. And other areas have the lower conditional trust. So the amount of freedom the person has in obviously therefore like wonderful results in the area of their life tends to go along with the big uppercase T trust of the deep place you're speaking to because I don't care like career-wise I don't know where this is going and I don't really care <laughs> I'm I'm curious and I'm open and I trust I have no idea what form or path this will take and I don't care like there's not an expectation or worry or fear of tomorrow I just want to live today as fully as I can yet I notice the other areas of my life where that's not where my mind trusts as deeply so I think the humans are on a, a bit of a spectrum there like there's not just one level of one type of trust that's used 
universally in all areas of their life that, that they have some more allowing of that deeper trust than others. And yeah, it's just fascinating to me to just circle back to this whole idea that we can't choose things like our health condition to change automatically, for example, but things like a relationship as a different example, that's something as I look back on like dating scenarios over the last year and a half, that is a choice. Like that's a choice you make every day, like how you be engaged with that other person. I couldn't make my skin change overnight, but I could choose to take an action with a human overnight that would be different. Mm, there is something though that we want to point out. Maybe that would be an interesting perspective for you all to consider. If you don't like the aspect of your skin or if your skin has a rash or whatever, you probably, from your point of view, cannot change the rash overnight for sure. But you can certainly change one thing overnight that will have the rash disappear faster is how you see the rash, is how you see the skin condition. What are your beliefs toward that skin condition? Why are you placing that skin condition in the imperfection box? Why aren't you able or allowing yourself to see, we say skin condition, but we could say sickness, we could say anything, li any limitation. Why are you seeing it with limited love? Why are you still putting that in a space where it is judged by you? When you change how you consider that, you change the standpoint from which you look at your life. And we invite you in these meetings we have with you, we, or the purpose of our being here is to share with you insights on how to improve this experience of being the human, on how to fast forward into the realization of self. So one thing, one element that is key to that is knowing that you have the choice between the conditioned human standpoint and then choosing to release that and choose the other standpoint, which is the all-accepting, the all-loving. Wow, today my skin chooses to react like this. There must be a good reason. There must be a message for me. There must be a teaching for me. Even though it's bothering or it hurts or it's painful, there is a gift in that. So whenever you choose, because all in all, you cannot do anything in the now for that skin condition that you have not done already. So the place where you can be the creator and have an impact on the skin condition or the sickness is the standpoint from which you contemplate it. This has an enormous potential of alchemy of changing the energy that is stuck in there. Yeah, let's talk about alchemy today. So this is something you wanted to discuss. Yes. Do you have any questions in regard of that or we are moving on? <laughs> on alchemy? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm curious why you brought it up because to the Jess character, obviously I hear a lot of people talk about turning metal to gold and I think it's transmutation of things of one form to the next. But... I don't personally have too much story around the need to 
focus on it. So I'm very curious on your perspective on it and how it applies in our lives. Yes, we obviously are not speaking about turning any metal into gold. That's that belongs to history. That's one way it was conveyed into the human mind, into the human psyche. It's kind of the archetype that was chosen to remind humans that they have this power of transmutation. So today we are not here to talk about changing any metal into gold. We're here to talk when we say alchemy. You can consider that word more into an energy of creation. If you don't like the word alchemy, you can use something else. Uh, We will come with something different. But what we want to show you is there is always something standing in between you and the point you want to reach. There is always an obstacle. Otherwise, you would already be realized or you would already know that you are realized. And so there is something standing in the way between you and your true happiness. When we say you, we speak in general. So there is always something standing in the way between you and the real choices you want to make. These things that are standing in the way, they may be fears, they may be beliefs, they may be history, they may be what your family told you was your lineage, they may be any kind of tangible thoughts or action or energy blocks. That's why we're speaking of alchemy. We're speaking about when you choose to look through these things to give yourself another pair of glasses or to remove the glasses with which you are currently looking at the situation. Invite consciousness to be in you, to look with you at where you want to go and to be able to look at these obstacles from a different standpoint to look at them without judgment, to look at them without conditions. And this will expand your horizon on how to get to where you want to be or how to allow yourself to be in that space. There is, in human terms, there is always a, or often a notion of needing to do something. But we invite you to Start considering slowing down, just slowing down. And instead of thinking you have to do something in order to achieve peace, joy, love, why not do that from the place of allowing, of just being? And for that, you really need to slow down the rhythm of your life, which is quite hectic. And allow yourself to have, during the day, pockets of peace, little islands of time for yourself. Even if it's just one minute, reconnect with yourself. And then the alchemy might happen. The alchemy has space to happen in these moments. But it will never, ever happen when you are in the rat race, like people will say, when you are trying to achieve something, 
this is totally impossible. Alchemy is something that requires no effort. Why doesn't it require effort? Because alchemy is done from the true creator standpoint. It is knowing that you have this power, knowing without a doubt. It's that trust that we were speaking about a bit earlier. Alchemy is a part or a manifestation or a declination of that state of being the true creator. When you are in that state, the more you bring yourself back to stillness, the more you bring yourself back to savoring the moment in which you are with everything it encompasses, the good and the bad and the ugly, just allowing this will put you in that space where alchemy happens by itself. And that's when things become more flowing. Events, people arrive in your life without you even making an effort. What you need to accomplish your next step will come to you in an easier, easier, easier way. This is alchemy. That's what my inner voice keeps saying on the channels that it's doing as well, <laughs> is how much the person does not have to try or effort or strive. Of course, obviously you have to earn a living, you have to do things, in, you have to assume the doingness of being a human. But please remember that there is this dimension that is so tremendously important, that is the being the human. And there is so much love and joy and enjoyment and bliss and stillness and creativity and flow in that dimension of being. That's where the amazing, brilliant inspirations can be seen and heard, like music, like art. That's where it manifests. It will never come to someone who's in a hectic rhythm of life. You need to be in that space that is like sleep, that is a space where the mind is quiet and it allows you to feel the creator that you are. So yes, it's easy. And it's not about sitting on a bench and waiting for life to happen in front of you. It's being part of that life is being life. It's very interesting to think about schedules and the time this sounds like people might be thinking it takes. I know you said only a minute is enough, but is it? Well, it's a very good start. If yesterday you had not one minute to you, and since the moment you put your foot out of the bed until you went back to bed, people were you know, pulling on you, calling you, and your energy is scattered all over the place and your day is running and you don't see time pass and you find yourself eating while you're walking or driving and you don't have one minute to you, then yes, one minute today is wonderful. And then two minutes tomorrow is amazing. And then five minutes is going to feel like a whole vacation. Because what we're asking you is to stop the machine in that time. 
Just allow yourself to be there and listen to you, to the true you. Maybe there is a message from you to you that you did not hear all day long because you were too busy. And that message will just not be heard. And if you don't hear the message, it will sink into the physical and it will become either tiredness or pain or sickness. Your body is signaling to you. So these times of one minute here and five minutes there, just listening to what's inside, they are miracles. They are showing you how rich it is to reconnect with you and to really get what your body is truly needing or what your mind is fearful about. And then you can have a chat with that part who is afraid or you can tell your body, yes, I know you're in need. I'm so sorry today I can't, but I swear tomorrow I will take care of you. And then you honor that. There will be understanding. There will be recognition. These parts that are aching they will know they have been heard and half the work is done here. It's like saying to a child who's, who's not understanding something and the answer you give to the child is just because. Well, that's unsatisfying for the child. He's expecting explanations. And when you tell the child, I cannot because this and that, and you give an explanation, even though it's not satisfying to the child because he cannot have what he truly wants, well, at least there is a recognition of, I've been listening to you and I'm trying to have you understand and I'm considering you and I know you're in pain or I know you're frustrated. I can't help it now, but we will take care of it later. So this is the same with anything that's manifesting inside of you. It needs consideration. It's here for a reason. And to summarize this as the mind is thinking, okay, so what did I just learn about alchemy? <laughs> it's to pause for the amount of time you can mm -hmm. and to be with the essence of yourself. Yes. And then it's to pause, to take the time to hear what is there. What's, you know, outside of that turmoil that is my life? What is my body craving for? You can start for that with that. Or you can listen to what your emotions are telling you and receive that and see how it feels. And do not think, I have to do alchemy. That's my next homework. Please do not go in that space. Do not think you have to activate alchemy. We're saying alchemy because... This is a beautiful transmutation that happens by itself. So when you allow yourself to just be in a space of stillness and you allow the human problems, conditions to be heard, to be seen, to be loved and recognized, then suddenly there is more space inside of you. And that is alchemy. But we don't want you to think you have something to do towards reaching a state of alchemy. This is not it at all. Alchemy is not from the mind. It's from the heart. It's from the true center. It's activated by the flow of those energetic centers inside of you getting more and more aligned, more and more in tune. 
more and more singing the same song instead of being separated. And so for someone thinking in the old way of efforting their manifestations by focusing and dwelling on and visualizing, etc., and trying to effort their energy into that alignment with the thing, you're saying to relax and let go and surrender a bit more. But that doesn't mean to just clarify that you're deleting the desire and that you're saying, I no longer ever need it again. It's just that you're not going to try to effort it into being. Why would you try to effort a dream? This is so not the way of engaging with creation, with manifestation. We invite you, if that's what you want to try, to, to go by the protocol that says, yes, be clear with what you want to manifest. Yes, but that doesn't require effort. That requires dreaming, imagining, feeling what you truly want. Why do you want this in your life? So There is no effort in that. There is not supposed to be any effort in that. Let's say you're at the restaurant and you're still hungry and you want dessert. And is it an effort to think, oh my, am I going to have the apple pie or the strawberry crumble? No, it's just a joy. It's choosing for you in that realm of imagination, playing with possibilities. And then when you have Set your mind, your heart, your whole being on the possibility that is the most singing to you, that is the most in sync with who you are now, because this is ever-changing always. Today's dream will not be the same as tomorrow's. But anyway, when you focus on that and you have set your choice, just release it, just let go, and allow life to play its role. If you stand in the way of creation, it will not come to you. If you try to be too specific, I want this person to come into my life with that type of attitude, this style, and this, and this, and this, well, you might just as well skip the beautiful relationship that life was planning, offering you, but in another shape and form. So we invite you when you want to manifest, focus on how you want to feel when this is done. I want to feel nurtured. I want to feel fulfilled. I want to feel balanced. I want to feel respected. I want to feel free. And then let life offer you the best fit for that feeling that you're wishing for. Do not limit life. Life is grander than your craziest dream, we tell you. Life has plans for you, but it will not intrude in your life. You know, it will not push if you let the door closed. Exactly. That's what I was really about choice, is that you can still stay in choosing the same old thing you don't want. You can keep choosing something that doesn't feel good. You're allowed to keep choosing something that doesn't feel good. You're allowed to keep choosing something that doesn't feel good. And most people's whole lives just like get stuck in that. And even just pieces of lives get stuck in that. And they're not doing that because they're stupid or silly or not thinking. They're doing that because they don't believe they can do otherwise. But once you know, please dare. Because now you know. You cannot pretend you don't know. So then, dare. The worst that can happen is that life is going to get better. That can happen. 100%. 
you just stay in your box and that's fine. We will still be with you. We will still love you. We've been doing that for millennium, thousands of years. Okay, I ask this to some inner voices day to day with my clients. <laughs> Why did you create if this reality of the mind-human combo for consciousness to pour itself into that has so much mental fear? Why not program the tool of the mind to be aware of its own limitations, its own use case scenarios, and just go along with things rather than have the fear and all of the unwiring we've got to do? Well, we will be pretty honest here, maybe if it's not pleasing, but we will say this is a question from the mind. We did not create this duality. The humans in their evolution were the ones who, and we already chatted about that, who installed the beliefs that they needed fear, that they needed duality. And we as a collective are not source of creation we are expression of creation but we can shed some light on this we invite you to see that challenge that you describe here see it from a different space stop seeing it from your mind and just we would say step back choose and that is from free will, choose to have a wider perspective on what is happening right now and see that you always have the choice. But that duality, feeling fearful, feeling stuck, is a human creation. The mind's created its own stuckness. The mind felt the first separation from source as... Let's say a small, we will give you an image here. Let's say we will accelerate or really give something. You have source and then source decided to observe itself in manifestation. So sources, source has decided to separate itself, to divide itself in many parts that would journey into this dimension and, and be in the human form somehow, someday, along the timeline. So that separation from source was felt by a tiny part of these little beings as a punition, as being severed from the light, from the source. And then they felt fear, and then they felt pain, and they, they were hurt in whatever form they were. And then because the mind is a tool that is created to have you survive, to make you survive in the manifested world, it notices more what is painful than what is joyful. It's a program that is set in the mind so even though at the beginning there was only a few or a small percentage of beings focused on the separation it grew bigger and bigger and bigger and it gained more percentage of humanity of the beings whatever shape they had in that time and if we could give you a graphic the line which represents the presence of fear in humanity has started very slow, very small, very tiny, and it grew bigger. If you see a graphic, it's kind of a mountain 
And we kind of reached the top and it's going back down gently, slowly. But now the mind is in a space where it doesn't allow itself to see very easily over or out of that box. So that's the movement that is happening right now. More consciousness is available. More humans are waking up. And slowly but surely, you are going down the line of fear, going down, 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 and allowing more peace and more light into your lives. But it's kind of a movement that is happening along, we cannot say how many years it will take, but you are on the journey of coming back to your true self, of knowing that separation was only an experience. It was not a punition. Thank you. That is beautiful. And I have one last question for you. One that is coming from a listener to the collective who is new. And he asked, what can someone do for a group of people that they're working with, if they want to uplift, how can they use channeling to help uplift the people they work with? How they can use channeling? Yes, this is his question. He just found out about channeling through me. He's a friend of mine here at the WeWork I go to in London. And he asked me to ask you how he could use channeling, if he figured it out for himself, to uplift his team that he works with at work. And does that person want the team to be conscious that he would be channeling? Ooh, good question. I'm not sure. Take it either way. So what we would say then, what we understand is that person wants to bring a betterment in the teamwork energy or to show them a way that maybe he just discovered and wants to share that. Depending on the energy of the group, we would say either be very open and say, yes, we're going to try this and see what happens. But if not, because that would be the more creative way, obviously. But if not, and if that person has discovered recently about channeling and wants to bring a betterment in the dynamic of his group at work, we would say, be very still and without any judgment, without putting your own mind in the way, just allow yourself to receive what would be the next best step right now for my team to open up to. What would be the best direction we could take in order to be more in that creative mode and less in a mode of restriction? Or how could we use in the best way the gifts that we have? And keep that very positive. Go beyond any judgment or go beyond any personal judgment that your friend has in regard of the team because the channeling answer will have to deal with that personal judgment, will have to respect it. So if that person, your friend, is playful enough, let's say, to just sit there very still and invite the beautiful energies that can work with him to just offer any insights and let go of his own personal way of perceiving the situation, just allow the answer to come, allow the images to sink in, allow the energy package to be delivered. And then he can feel that and see it will manifest in something very concrete and something very real, very tangible. It's just about putting your own judgment about something on the seat next to you for that moment. 
That is what this channel, Annie, is doing right now. She has finally, and we're celebrating, she has finally accepted to let go of any limitation and judgments about what may come through her. And this is what's allowing this beautiful moment to unfold and to show other people they can do the same. So whenever your friend is ready to just let go of his persona for the moment, put that on the chair next to him and receive whatever insights, whatever knowledge, then he can share with his team under this guise or not, saying, hey, I got this idea, or saying, hey, I channeled this idea, (laughs) whatever he feels for sharing. And let's see where that takes him. Beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. It is our joy, truly. Thank you so much. And there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. And if you know anyone that might enjoy this, feel free to share it with them. And if you want to see what I'm up to on Instagram, you can find me at Jessie as in Cookie Lively. Until next time, may something wonderful happen to you today. <laughs>